This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. Hi, Johnny. A pleasure to talk to you on Wednesday. Absolutely. Let's talk about where you are first. And we've seen a bounce from US stocks today, but perhaps this is more a pause in selling. How are people positioning their portfolios at the moment? It seems Wall Street is now becoming more convinced that the US economy is headed towards a recession. It's all about fixed income. It's all about what's happening with yields. You can see that the surging borrowing costs, uh, it's going to cripple large parts of the economy. Some of the economic data is showing some mixed messages. There's the strength that is going to allow when it comes with consumer confidence, when it comes to any labor point, those readings are going to allow the Fed to remain very aggressive and tightening. So it's all about recession, recession risks. How do you position yourself for that? And uh, for, for a lot of traders, the go-to trade, you know, early in the pandemic was go into mega cap tech, go into Apple, Microsoft, Google, and you, you're starting to see that that's becoming a, you know, an interesting trade. Um, but what's complicating that is that Remember, you know, as the economy heads towards recession, you're going to have a much weaker consumer. You're going to have um, there, there's going to be a lot of companies that were a little bit too optimistic, where you're going to see some pressure um, on on uh, there's er- those earning forecasts. And uh, I think you know today, case in point, Apple. Uh, it looks like they're going to back away from those um, increasing production plans for the new iPhones. And that was something that uh, is extremely disappointing. Um, You know, there's uh, too many companies that rely on Apple that produce the parts used for these new iPhones that uh, that's, that's really, you know, troubling news for, um, you know, a a big part of the the tech sector. And uh, I think that what you're you're seeing is that uh, the, the, the new iPhone initially, it was, it was, optimistic that this was going to uh, still see uh, tremendous demand that the production boost was going to be warranted but it, it looks like uh, the iPhone uh, 14 Pro models they're selling better than the entry-level handsets and um, you know Apple's just going to fall short on their goal and you know I think the company um, instead now they're going to look to aim to produce 90 million handsets for for the period and, and I think you know that that's kind of in line with the original forecast in the summer so there's there's a lot of fears that apple is just kind of the the, the first major warning that we're going to get that we're going to see a steady stream of this so um, i think there's still a lot of investors that are positioning themselves for more pain and you're going to see a lot of rotation out of out of certain sectors i think consumer stocks are going to weaken the most they're going to probably get, get hit the hardest um and uh, that's that's this is this is still a very messy period for trading. So are you saying that Apple has become the canary in the mine? Is this the one stock which will tell us what's going to be happening in the future? I think for for tech, I think it's going to be uh, an important stock. But I, I think you know, there's there's still we've had some of the warnings already, um, so it might not be the first canary. But I, I think I think what you're going to see is this is going to draw a lot of attention. Um, because Apple, um, when when they deliver profit warnings in the past, uh, that has unraveled Wall Street. So I think that this is going to be important to pay attention to. Uh, but still, it will take a backseat to anything Fed related, anything anything Fed speak. Um, you know, this week we've heard from we're going to hear about from 16 
we're going to see 16 Fed appearances this week. So, I mean, there's the, the messages have been mostly hawkish. There was a little dovishness, but um, I think overall you can see the Fed stands united in this aggressive tightening path. And, and uh, I think that what will What's important to see is exactly when you start to see companies like Apple, um, when they start to announce uh, layoffs, I think that's going to be uh, the writing on the wall where that, okay, this economy's, uh, you know, soft landing is gone, uh, potential, and, and, and that you're going to see that the, the, the market is is going to be fully convinced that we're headed to a recession. And, and I think that the, the problem is that for a lot of people, the expectation was that we were going to see a dramatic relief with inflationary pressures this winter, and that was going to help allow economic activity to stabilize. But now it looks like it's just going to be a long, drawn-out tightening cycle that is going to, you know, slowly, you know, kill this economy. So there's still a lot of downside risks here to equities, um, but long-term investors, they're, you know, they're salivating at some of these moves. So I think, you know, for, for the S&P 500, you'll, you'll see buyers emerge at 3,400 uh, and uh, very much so if, if things get really ugly and go to 32. Okay, let's uh, cross the Atlantic, uh, Ed, and uh, uh, I've been talking at great length over the last couple of days with your colleague Craig Earlham in London because it's uh, unprecedented times well maybe not unprecedented but certainly what's been happening in the UK with the economy the announcements from the government the reaction from the Bank of England and the markets and so on um, has been absolutely compelling and quite scary uh, for some people particularly those uh, you know with mortgages to pay uh, mortgages to transfer to over the next uh, few months or year or two the Bank of England has today said it will step in to calm markets after the government's tax cutting plans sparked that massive fall in the pound and caused uh, borrowing costs to surge. Do you think markets are genuinely calmer now or is this just the calm before the storm? We've already had a storm but you know it's a little bit less turbulent than it was yesterday. I mean is there a material risk to UK financial stability? We're at the early stages of this roller coaster ride, and unfortunately, um, and until we have a, a clearer picture of um, what um, Liz Truss is going to do with these potential tax cuts, and as far as how far um, we're, we're going to 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 see, we're, as far as how po policymakers are going to respond to the Bank of England, I think that uh, um, the, the the problem is right now. Um, you know, you you know. The BOE had to had, had to deliver this dramatic intervention because there was an imminent crash in the gilt market. Um, you, you're you're going to see um, big risks um, remain elevated because you know people want to know exactly you know are they going to you know is you know the chance they're going to move forward with this you know uh, aggressive budget plan and 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 then are they going to have a reaction if the BOE doesn't necessarily um, have a, a, a deliver you know um, a step that is kind of in support and uh, supporting of that so so i think there's there's too many questions right now as far as what's going to happen and i think that you're you're going to see that there's you know the risk of stability um is is is, is very much in play and um right now the the, the movement in, in the guilt markets it's it, it's leading what's happening with treasury so this is this is a you know front and center right now. And, and I, I think that you're probably going to see that the 
the key takeaway, I think, is that unfortunately for the UK economy and households, uh, you know, to, as you highlighted before, you know, um, floating rate mortgages is is kind of what's done there, and and that's this. You know, this move, student debt, you're, you're going to see that, you know, so much of the economy is, is, is being crushed by, um, you know, the, the surge in, in, the, in the, these uh, bond yields. And I think that you're, you're going to see that, um, you know, the, the there's, there's, you know, quantitative confusion as far as what the BOE is doing, um, as far as selling, delaying selling, uh, and then now they're buying. Uh, so, so I think what you're going to probably see is, you know, the markets are going to wait to see, you know, exactly if that plan to um, that fiscal budget, that mini budget plan is, is going to um, remain intact. And uh, if that threat of doing more, um, you know, does come into fruition. So I, I think that the, you know, the market is, is very pessimistic for, for the outlook for the BOE. So I think you're, you're going to see that um, uh, any relief that you see with the British pound um, right now, it looks like the initial uh, way traders are positioning themselves is to fade the move. It seems to be like another self-inflicted wound on behalf of the Conservative Party without getting too political about this because it was so unnecessary. Obviously, the pumping of £150 billion into supporting those uh, energy measures to cut domestic and business bills was very important. But what the Chancellor announced on Friday is extraordinary when he didn't really need to do it. And the question remains, is is this just an ideological approach? They've asked, they've, they've suggested... Uh, these measures. They've asked for these measures to create growth, but it seems to be having the opposite effect. It's part of their plan to, to change the future of the country, but I, I think the timing is, is terrible. You you know, the, the UK economy is still, when, you, when you're when you coming out of, you know, Brexit, COVID-19, a global energy crisis, um, that is not the time for radical change and 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 I think that you're you're going to see that the there there're going to be you know large pockets of the economy and, and the population that are are going to be crushed um you you have so much of the country that is potentially going to be in energy poverty um I, and and I think that uh um th- these steps um are not are, are providing for a, a you know rather bleak outlook for the next you know few years and and uh, so so I, I think you'll, you'll see pushback um, I, I think what uh, what what would be the the best case scenario is if uh, if the chancellor does you know take take a step back and uh, um, tweaks and or uh, just does not remain with this uh, aggressive plan. Yes, and it may be very much about how he can save face and how much pressure he's going to be under from those people within his party to do some sort of U-turn. Let's switch subjects now and talk about crypto, which has outperformed uh, stocks over the last couple of days, although Bitcoin is still below $20,000. Very much so. And and there was so... I think for a lot of crypto traders, there was uh, this um, expectation that, uh, you know, that this correlation with equities was going to remain very much intact. And uh, it's still there. Uh, but the problem is that now, um, you, you know, you're, you're seeing utter chaos in the 
the FX markets. It's not just the with the British pound. It's the Japanese yen, the Chinese yuan. There, there, there's, there's, you know, it seems that there is uh, growing international interest for crypto. Uh, and and what's fascinating is that while we've seen, you know, um, um, a lot of the the major U.S. indices um, retest and tentatively breach those summer lows, crypto did not. Bitcoin did not. And that's a very promising sign. I think that uh, it's st still kind of trying to have that consolidation range in place, uh, still above 19,000. Uh, and, and I think that you're, you're seeing that there is a growing interest that this is, this is going to um, show you that the institutional money remains committed. Um, you know, and, and, and crypto, while, you know, the everyone is, you know, there's there's a when you're taking a look at long-term uh, positions for crypto, you know, one of the biggest questions is regulation, and when are we going to see it, and is that regulatory path going to pose some trouble for stable coins and and uh, for how cryptos are classified, and you know, even just today, um, we heard we heard from the CFTC chairman um, speaking at Delivering Alpha, and he highlighted that. They're still trying to figure this out with the SEC. You know, whose jurisdiction is is for which crypto and which, and and uh, who who can you know it, you know can the if if it's a commodity can the CFTC then you know have the the path to you know a, you know a review and and um, deal with Bitcoin Cash because of the the cash structure and and uh, right now the answer is. No, <laughs> um, and 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 uh, you know the 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 SEC has not necessarily provided any signs of optimism that they're willing to give up that portion to the CFTC. So uh, you're, you're going to see politics at play here, and and that is just going to continue to delay any major regulatory overhauls, which is really needed to to, to foster long-term growth. Um, but I think that in the short term. That is going to be a positive for crypto as, as people are going to anticipate that um, you're going to see this market remain resilient. So so I think that, uh, you know, as we as we're dealing with the colder weather here, you know, the, the crypto winter, I mean, we haven't broken those summer lows. Um, we've been stabilizing. So I think there's there's a lot of investors that are becoming a little bit more optimistic that um, maybe we're not going to you know have that major plunge just yet so i, th I think a lot will de deter be determined on you know when we see um if, if there is a potentially uh, another major sell-off in the stock market can bitcoin still remain uh you know stable above you know the, the 1700 level i think that's going to be the key and then if that's the case then um then i think you're going to see a lot of the retail money come back in which has been pretty dormant as of the last few months Okay, Ed, um, I need a bit of cheering up, really, because things have been a bit gloomy here in the UK. I won't bother to tell you about my own personal mortgage, uh, which could be going up quite steeply very soon in, if the markets are anything to go by. But uh, I understand you, you promised me something a little bit more positive when we were speaking off air. So let's have it. Well, I, I think we try to cover so much. We try to have a wide-reaching uh, podcast where we, we, we tackle a lot of the, the key issues for traders. Um, one, one story that really um, was uplifting was uh, uh, Biogen's Alzheimer's large study, which um, 
showed um, its experimental treatment dramatically slowed the progression of the disease. So I think that uh, it's a step in the right direction. Um, you know, trying to figure out Alzheimer's is, is, has been something that's been, uh, multiple approaches have been done. Um, this treatment targets the amyloid plaques, which um, there have been other treatments that didn't have studies that were large enough that they kind of got shut down. This one um, provides some uh, optimism that, you know, this could be the way that you're supposed to go about fighting Alzheimer's. So um, it's still very too early. The full results have been published, but it is a step in the right direction. And you have other companies like Roach and uh, Lilly who are using a similar technique. So uh, it's just uh, hopefully this is a, a step in the right direction. Good to finish on a positive note. I didn't expect that one, uh, Ed, but uh, great to hear nonetheless. Thanks very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you again on Friday. Thank you. Looking forward to it. This is the Oanda Podcast.